1: afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Oceana Gold 2021 First Quarter Results Webcast and Conference Call. At this time, note that all lines are in a listen-only mode. If following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. And if at any time during this call you do require immediate assistance, please press star zero for an operator. Note that this call is being recorded on Thursday, April 29th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I would like to turn the conference over to Alyssa Howell. Please go ahead.
0: Good evening and good morning. Welcome to Oceana Gold's first quarter 2021 results webcast and conference call. I am Alyssa Howell, Investor Relations Manager for Oceana Gold. I am joined today by Michael Holmes, President and Chief Executive Officer of Oceana Gold, along with Scott McQueen, Chief Financial Officer, and other members of the executive team including but not limited to Jim Whitaker, Executive GM of Hale, David Way, Executive GM of Asia Pacific Region, Craig Febri, our EVP of Exploration and Development, Sharon Flynn, EVP Sustainability, and Sam Pazuki, Senior Vice President of Corporate Development and Investor Relations. Before we proceed, note that references in this presentation adhere to international financial reporting standards and all financial figures are denominated in US dollars unless otherwise stated. Also, note that the presentation contains forward-looking statements which, by their very nature, are subject to some degree of uncertainty. There can be no assurances that our forward-looking statements will prove to be accurate, as future results and events could differ materially. I refer you to the disclaimers on forward-looking statements in our presentation. Michael, over to you.
2: Thank you, Alyssa, and good evening and good morning to all. I hope you're all safe and healthy. It's a pleasure to be here with you today to provide an overview of our first quarter results and share the many exciting growth opportunities we have underway. Delivering on our commitments is a core value at Oceana Gold, and our quarter one results demonstrate that we're on the right path to deliver operationally as well as advance our organic growth profitability improved quarter on quarter on the back of higher average realized gold prices and improved margins despite mill challenges and lower gold ounces sold i'm particularly proud of our operational teams who adapted and overcame normal course of business disruptions that affected mill throughputs during the quarter the teams quickly evaluated the challenges and then executed to find solutions as such we're on track to achieve the consolidated 2021 guidance. We're also on track and on budget as we advance our own organic growth projects. Total capital investment during the quarter of approximately $70 million were focused on and included Martha Underground Development and Hale Pague Waste stories and TSF expansion. We ended the first quarter with $196 million in immediate available liquidity and have structured our balance sheet to ensure our projects progress on optimal timelines, irrespective of the DPO status. Our ability to deliver long-term value for shareholders is predicated on the prudent capital allocation and the path is very clear to my team. We are focused on delivering on our commitments and we are excited about our future
3: that will deliver long-term value for shareholders. While many of our peers are seeking growth through M&A,
2: we are growing significantly through prudent investments in our assets, leveraging existing infrastructure, personnel, and our track record as a responsible mining company. We expect to bring online three new underground mines and expand our existing open pit operations, all in geopolitically stable jurisdictions. With our fourth quarter results and investor day, We announced our inaugural five-year outlook, which you can see here, forecasting 75% higher production at 25% lower all-in sustaining costs. We are delivering margin growth, which for shareholders translates to real value over the long-term through the development of our high-quality assets.
3: What's also very
2: exciting about this chart is that we have significant upside potential. The outlook does not include the DIPIO, and restarting the DIPIO is a key catalyst and priority for us. We expect that once the FTAA renewal is finalised, the operation can contribute up to 120,000 ounces of gold and approximately 12,000 tonnes of copper annually. At first quartile all and sustaining costs, the DIPIO will be a significant source of free cash flow moving forward. Moving on to slide five, Responsible mining is fundamental to the way we do business and part of responsible mining means prioritising the health and safety of our workforce. The COVID-19 global pandemic continues to impact many of us in our daily lives. And it is a reality that we are addressing at each of our operations. As at the end of Q1, approximately 121 positive cases have been recorded amongst our workforce since the start of the pandemic, including 11 at Hale and nine at DiDiPio in the first quarter of this year. The Philippines and DiDiPio host and adjacent communities are still being impacted by COVID-19. And as such, in the spirit of Bayanihan Ehan or Unity, we're doing everything we can to assist locally by providing medical supplies, COVID-19 test kits and household care packages, including sanitizers, protective face masks, and rice. At the site, we continue to enforce strict health and safety protocols, including mandatory and precautionary quarantines, in an effort to reduce the transmission of the virus. Our health and safety record is one of the best in the industries, but we strive to do better. We saw an uptick in the total number of recordable injuries in the first quarter. In response, each operation is reviewing the injuries in detail to prevent reoccurrence. Across our business, we're focused on key programs that have delivered a sustainable reduction in TRIFA over the last eight years. And these include the management of principal hazards, fostering a culture that supports safe work practices, and increased focus on occupational exposure in our work environments. We also continue to progress key initiatives this year in ESG including the development of our 2020 emissions reduction targets, alignment with the global tailing standards, and delivery of our first modern slavery statement, reporting on future improvements in our supply chain processes. I will now turn it over to Scott McQueen, our Chief Financial Officer, who will review our first quarter financial results. Thank you,
4: Scott. Thank you, Michael, and hello, everyone. The next few slides summarise the key highlights of our first quarter financial results. As illustrated on the summary table, the first quarter results reflect improved quarter-on-quarter profitability. This was despite lower goals and some milling throughput constraints at both ways and hail. As will be discussed later, our operational teams rose to those challenges throughput constraints that impacted the first quarter have now been resolved. First quarter revenue came in at $149 million. The quarter-on-quarter reduction made reflect lower gold production and sales. This was partially offset by higher realised gold prices with all of our New Zealand dollar gold hedges closed out at the end of 2020. EBITDA benefited from G&A with 50% reduction in cost to DiPio which totaled $4.5 million in the quarter. While still negatively impacted by realized non-cash currency translation losses, the impact this quarter was reduced than to the prior quarter. Accordingly, the stronger realized gold price and improved margins, plus lower depreciation and amortization expense, resulted in an adjusted net earnings of 21.8 million or three cents per share fully diluted. Concurrently, operating cash flow increased to 47.6 million. And excluding net working capital changes, equated to nine cents per share. As expected, investing cash flow increased to 71.9 million in the first quarter, reflecting Hail waste storage capacity expense, increased McRae's pre-stripping, and a continued underground development of Martha. Financing cash flows for the quarter consisted primarily of finance leases, with no drawdowns on the debt facility made during the quarter. Turning to slide seven, and some information on our capital allocation strategy. As at March 31, our cash balance was approximately $146 million, And our net debt stood at $163 million. This cash balance represents the planned investments in organic growth projects as we progress the development of three new underground mines to production over the next two years. We continue to actively monitor and manage liquidity. As we move through the peak growth investment period in 2021. For the new year, we continue to prioritize the reinvestment of cash flow into our high margin organic growth projects, which we believe represent top tier investment returns that will deliver long-term value to shareholders. As we move beyond this peak investment period, we expect to deliver that inherent value as well as return free cash flow to shareholders. Moving on to slide which includes some additional detail on our investments during the quarter. As already noted, our 2021 Capital Investment Program is focused on the advancement of our organic growth projects. For the quarter, capital investments were just under which was largely flat quarter on quarter. Over half of that total was allocated to growth investments including 15 million lifts and pay construction at Hale, 17 million for the continued development of the Martha Underground, which totalled just over 2,300 metres during the quarter. At Macrae's, approximately 4 million related to the development of the Golden Point Underground, which is on track as planned. Sustaining capital expenditure was just over 24 million for the quarter and included 16 million in pre-stripping. Approximately 11 million of this related to activities at Deepdale North open pit at McCree, with the balance primarily hail. Exploration spend totaled 5.8 million, with the majority related to projects and targets at Waihee. However, it did also include some resource conversion drilling at Golden Point Underground, intentional drilling, the Horseshoe Underground at Hale. As mentioned, we are building three new underground mines two of which will be online. Martha, Martha Underground and Golden Point. Our organic growth projects are progressing consistent with our guidance issued earlier and remain on track to be delivered as planned. I'll now turn over to Mike, Michael, who will provide more details on the operations during the quarter.
2: Thanks, Scott. And on to slide nine, where we'll discuss the improvements we've seen at HAL this quarter and particularly year-on-year. Year. At Hale, first quarter gold production of approximately 44,000 ounces was 10% lower than the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower quarter-on-quarter quarter production was due to the lower mill throughputs related to the processing of the saturated satellite ore. The saturated ore block shoots to the primary crusher resulting in lower mill utilisation rates and a 20% reduction in the mill feed quarter-on-quarter. The operation team worked quickly to resolve this by utilising the previously planned Sagan ball mill liner replacement shutdown to redesign and rebuild the primary crusher chutes which thus far has effectively mitigated the blockage and we believe is a more robust design. If you compare the current quarter to last year, gold production was over 50% higher largely due to improved mining productivity. Over the course of 2020, Full commissioning of the 19 Komatsu 730e haul trucks increased hauling capacity by 30%, and the successful implementation of the management operation operating system succeeded in delivering Hales' best quarter yet in total mining movements, up 24% year-on-year and 7% quarter-on-quarter. Our current run rate would put us at a total mining movements of approximately 40 million tons in 2021, best in 2020, at a reduced mining unit cost. Going forward we expect to move a lot more material which proves up uh, which provides upside for production and potential unit cost reductions for this year and beyond. During the first quarter generally higher grades from snake phase two help to offset the reduced mill utilisation rate and we expect marginally lower recoveries related to feed grade to course correct through the balance of this year. We continue to expect 150,000 to 170,000 gold ounces of production in 2021 at Hale, which is 60% over which was delivered in the first. Uh, over 60% of which will be delivered in the first half of the year, as we complete the mining and snake phase two, and reach the high-grade ore portions in better phase one. Total capital expenditures for additional tailings and waste storage facilities are in the range of 60 to 70 million dollars, as well as additional capital for the development of the Hale underground. Portal development for the Hale Underground is expected to begin in the second half of this year and the project remains on track for first production in quarter 4 2022. This timeline is predicated upon the receipt of the Supplementary Environmental Impact Statement currently expected by mid-year 2021. The SEIS will allow continued development of the existing Hale footprint, expansion of the TSF and PAG cells and Full development of the Hale Underground. Turning to slide 10. McRae's gold production of approximately 34,500 ounces was impacted by a mature rainfall event in early January that prevented access to primary oil sources in Coronation North Open Pit and Fraser's Underground for approximately two weeks. As a result, mining activity was focused on waste movements as well as pre-stripping activities at the new Deepdale North Haven pit. In addition, the unplanned outage of one of the three existing sag mill motors in early February reduced throughput capacity across the balance of the quarter. The refurbished sag mill motor was back on site earlier this week. With the refurbished motor installed and the completion of the planned reback of the autoclave, The plant will be fully operational at the end of this month. Despite the impact of quarter one, full year guidance at Macrae's is unchanged. With the mill restored to full capacity, the team at Macrae's is confident that the adjustments made to the mine schedule will deliver on full year with an improved second quarter and a stronger second half. As you can see in the picture on the lower corner of the slide, Golden Point underground development is well underway. First production is on track for quarter four this year. Progressively, Golden Point Underground will replace the production from Fraser's Underground. Golden Point Underground, along with additional open pit opportunities at Deepdale, Innes Mills and Gateshead, will be the primary sources for the Macrae's mine life extension to 2028. Moving on to slide 11 and why he produced approximately 4,000 ounces in the first quarter Prior to shutdown of the processing plant for replacement of the existing sag mill and general maintenance. The new sag mill was delivered to site in early April, and will be installed before the restart of the plant, currently expected in late quarter two. With the restart, we expect to begin continuously milling of ore from the Martha underground and deliver 35 to 45,000 ounces of gold production this year. Ramp up of gold production will continue and we target a production rate of 90 to 100,000 ounces per year from the project over the next few years. Development of Martha Underground continues to progress on budget and on schedule. And in our view, this is a producing asset with significant potential upside. During the first quarter, we announced the first resource at Martha Underground of 620,000 ounces of gold, grading 4.3 grams per tonne and in 2021, we expect to drill an additional 27,000 metres. Moving 10 kilometres to the north of Waihi, we continue to believe that farakirapona our WKP project, represents a promising opportunity within the greater Waihi district. WKP is a major discovery with an indicated resource of 421,000 gold ounces, and an inferred resource of 717,000 gold ounces grading between 12 and 13 grams per tonne. And that is all based on 35,000 metres of drilling on the primary, uh, primarily on one of the three veins thus far. We expect to deliver an updated pre-feasibility study for this project in the second half of this year and continue to define the
3: potential of this high quality asset. Turning to slide 12, we consider the DPO an interval part of our
2: portfolio and its restart is the key focus for us in 2021. We remain in dialogue with the representatives at national and local levels on the renewal status. Currently the FTAA is with the Department of Environment and Natural Resources for endorsement to the Office of the President. The current expected timeline for resumption to full operations could be up to 12 months post renewal. This is primarily driven by the time required to rehire and reorientate our workforce, which may also be impacted by the COVID-19. The DPO is currently held in a state of operational standby, poised for transition to full production. Once fully ramped up, the DPO would produce approximately 10,000 ounces of gold and 1,000 tonnes of copper
3: per month at first quartile, all in sustaining costs. Now looking to the future.
2: On slide 13, you will see our key initiatives to 2021. Excellence in ESG and a commitment to responsible mining remains fundamental to the way we do business. We have operated a sustainable business for the past 30 years by applying robust ESG practices across the company. And we know this is critical to ensure we deliver to the communities in which we, to deliver value to the communities in which we live and work. Delivering on our commitments is a core value for Oceana Gold. And for us, that means achieving our 2021 production and capital guidance while successfully delivering organic growth. As of the end of the first quarter, we are comfortably on track to achieve both of these measures. Advancing our organic, robust organic growth projects is a key to delivering shareholder value. And as I stated before, our organic growth projects are on track and on budget, with two of the three new underground mines coming online this year. And as discussed, the restart of the DPO remains a significant near-term catalyst for the company. The DPO has the potential to be a material source of cash flow. It is why we continue to employ a small crew at the site to keep the operation in standby. We continue to invest in the community, and I continue to dedicate a significant portion of my time and effort CEO to its restart. We look forward to the day we return to normal operations and can contribute to the Philippines COVID-19 economic recovery. Turning to slide 14, advancing our organic growth is key to delivering long-term shareholder value and we're doing this in two geopolitically stable jurisdictions, New Zealand and the United States. As mentioned previously, in the Americas, we are progressing earthworks for the Hale Underground and expect to begin the portal development in the second half of this year upon the receipt of the SCIS. The equipment is ordered and the mining contractor has been selected and the project is on track for first production in quarter four of 2022. Martha Underground underpins the Greater Waihee District as we currently see it. The project is on track for continuous milling to begin late in the second quarter and deliver 35 to 45,000 ounces of gold this year. As we develop the Martha Underground project we continue to invest in the drill bit. The majority of our exploration activities are in New Zealand where we plan on drilling over 80,000 metres with 10 drill rigs in place this year, four of which are currently active at the Martha Underground and two at WEKP. It's early days but we believe the Waihee District represents the largest value creating opportunity we have in our portfolio. Moving to the other island, Macrae's mine life extension to 2028 is supported by Golden Point Underground and open pit expansion opportunities, including the deep Dell and layback of existing open pits. Golden Point portal development is progressing on plan and on track for first production in the fourth quarter of this year. In summary, we're focused on the future and bringing our organic growth online, which we believe is critical to creating shareholder value. Oceana Gold is a resilient and dynamic gold miner with a strong and sustainable future. We are excited about our five-year plan and beyond that delivers increasing margin and real value to shareholders. The acquisition we made at the low point of the gold cycles have created a platform for us to
3: create value through our own organic growth projects
5: thank you for joining us today and i'll now turn the call back to Alyssa. thank
0: you michael Sylvie will now transition to q a
1: thank you ladies and gentlemen if you do have any questions please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone you will then hear a three-tone prompt Acknowledging your request. And should you wish to withdraw your question, simply press star followed by two. And if you are using your speakerphone, we do ask that you please lift your handset before pressing any keys. Please go ahead and press star one now if you do have any questions. And your first question will be from Jovès Habib at Scotia Bank. Please go ahead.
6: Hi, Michael and team, and uh, thanks for taking my questions. Um, just to- Quick uh, Two questions from me. Uh, the first one um, at Hale. Uh, now, mill throughput, uh, as you had mentioned, was lower due to some challenges with, uh, um, I guess, the flow of the saturated uh, satellite over to the plant. Now, I believe this has been rectified during the quarter and and also grade was, you know, hung in pretty well compared to Q4 uh, coming into Q1. Um, can you give us a little bit uh, color on Again, just want to double check that this uh, situation with the flow has been rectified. And how do you see uh, kind of grades uh, coming in, um, in in the next couple of quarters? Is it, is it going to be fairly flat, or do you see uh, grades kind of tapering off? How do you see the grade profile looking like at uh, Hail?
3: Yeah, thanks, see Yes, the, um,
2: the the we have fixed and have resolved the uh, the problem. The um, we, uh, we were trying to sort of uh, manage through it and, uh, and decided to uh, do the redesign of the, um, the primary crusher and the apron feeder and the chutes. Uh, and we managed to take the opportunity of doing that during the, uh, the mill shutdown for the, uh, for the reline. So that's, uh, that's been resolved now and, uh, and plant throughput is, uh, is back up to the, the levels that we were, uh, we were forecasting, which is, uh, which is great. And we believe that that solution is now a, a long term solution uh, for the process plant. Yes, the grades uh, were able to sort of, um, as we've done that, and, and with the lower, um, the lower throughput, we're able to sort of put the better grade material through. Um, we'll see sort of the grades for this, uh, this quarter, um, will uh, will be relatively flat, but the throughput will be uh, will be increased. Uh, then there'll be a reduction in the grade profile in the third quarter, and then a slight increase in the fourth quarter. So, as
3: mentioned before, 60% of our our oil production will be in the, uh, the first half of the year. Okay, perfect. Thanks for that. Uh, just
6: another quick question on and then just moving on to DiPio. Um, in regards to, you know, the approval, um, you know, we started off negotiations with the DNR, then the file kind of moved to uh, the office of the president. Now, I believe the file is now back to the DNR. Has there been any changes or any sort of additions, subtractions to any sort of, you know, agreements? Is there something that they're you know, they're working on or any other additional colour you can provide as to what's taking the DNR so long to get, you know, approval uh, across the line.
3: Yes, look, thanks, Avice. And the,
2: the the frustration for us is the transparency of the timing of the process. But uh as, as previously mentioned um in, in some other other um announcements, we uh, we did work um with the the FTA renewal committee. Technical working group, which was a combination of the, the Mines and Geosciences Bureau, the Department of Environmental and Natural Resources, and the Department of Finance. Uh, and we, renew, we re, uh, renegotiated the FTAA uh, terms and conditions, and that sort of happened sort of over the Christmas New Year break. Um, and now basically it's just been going through um, the verification process and the sign off process. And so it's basically now just into the uh, the office of the uh, the secretary of the Department of Environmental and Natural Resources, which is the last uh the last signature that's required before it goes to the office of the President. So um through the technical working group, um it sort of went through the the under secretaries that were working with us and the, the directors that were working with us and then it did uh, it did go up through the, the different um departments for, for secretarial sign offs. So we've got that from the Department of Finance, and now it's just with the, as I mentioned, with the Department of Environment and Natural Resources to the Office of the President. There has been, you know, complications within the Philippines with regards to COVID, uh, with offices being
3: government offices being shut, so that that has impacted the timing. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the colour of that, on uh, Michael,
6: and and that's it for me. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions at this time, please press star followed by one on your touchdown phone. And your next question will be from John Tomasos at John Tomasos Very Independent Research. Please go ahead, sir.
3: Thank you for taking my question. Which quarter will CapEx peak this year? And uh presumably As CapEx falls in subsequent years, production rises, costs fall. What might be a plausible year where a net debt would fall to nil? Are we four years away, five years away? We all like you to be strong and well capitalized. Yeah, thanks, John. Scott, um, I'll hand that question to you.
4: Apologies, Michael. Trouble with the microphone there. Hello, John. I hope you're well. Thank you for your question. Uh, Capital will peak uh, this year in the next quarter. We're expecting about 60% of our our capital in the first half, Uh, third quarter will be similar to the first and the fourth quarter, the lowest capex. Capex remaining on track with our guidance. You're right. Our our plan is predicated on delivering these projects with a peak capital year this year. Uh, capital coming down next year. Uh, Martha Underground, uh, the Golden Point going into production. Production going up, margins increasing, as you note. Um, you know, I, I would suspect, expect, and it's gold price dependent, of course, John. But uh, expect that we would be targeting to be, um, as you as you said, net debt neutral within three years, um, certainly. Um, and we'll be doing everything to achieve that uh, as soon as we can, delivering on our on our objectives.
5: Thank you. We're all reading for you. Thanks, John. Any further questions, sir? Thank you. No, I'm fine.
1: Thank you. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions at this time, please press slowly star followed by one on your touchtone phone. And at this time, it appears that we have no further questions registered. I apologise. We do have a question from Farouk Ahmed at Raymond James. Please go ahead.
7: Oh, hey guys! I thought I would just jump in here with a question. Um, a couple of things. One is, uh, at Hale, in your press release, you put out a comment saying, I guess, a bit of a warning that while the guidance is reiterated, uh, it could be adversely impacted by. The, uh, the COVID cases that are going on there. Can you just give us some insights into what you're dealing with in terms of uh, workforce availability and what would have to happen for uh, you not to be able to maintain guidance at Hale from a from a
6: workforce perspective?
3: Yeah, thanks, Farouk. I'll,
2: uh, I'll, I'll hand it. I mean, the, the COVID has been managed exceptionally well on site and we've seen some great reductions uh, of cases. Um, unfortunately, it's just had another uptick uh, in the region, um, but I'll, I'll hand that over to Jim Whitaker,
3: who should be able to give you a little bit more colour uh, on, on just exactly how he and the
8: team have been managing the situation. Jim? Yeah, thank you, Michael. And hi, Farouk. Thanks for the question. Um, as Michael noted, the, the numbers have come way down uh, after this first quarter in South Carolina, in around Kershaw and Lancaster County as well. They're literally down to the single digits of people that we have offsite, uh, either for presumptive cases or for confirmed cases. Uh, And so the numbers have come way off. That has helped our ability to plan work and obviously uh, through the reduced absenteeism. Um, we've, We've kept our same policies in place. Um, as we had all the way through last year. Uh, we also kept our same policies in place with respect to vacations, uh, which, is, which is helping the situation a bit because uh, now we're into the vaccine cycle in the United States, as you may know, and uh, people are taking time off um, to go out for a half a day and to make sure they get their vaccine. So we've really been doing a lot of communications and promoting that to make sure that people are, are out there and, and looking for getting the, the vaccine. Uh, With respect to impact and operations, it's really more of a cost impact that we saw through last year and some complications with absenteeism, not having people in seats all the time. Um, I think we're through the worst of that, but again, it is kind of a crystal ball. We're hoping that uh, we don't have this famous third wave that some people are talking about, but what we see through this month is, is very, very favorable for what we're trying to do with the Hale business plan.
7: Okay, that's that's great. Thanks thanks for that color. And then maybe just to round out that, how are you in terms of your workforce, uh, in terms of filling out your workforce at Hale? Um, Have you kind of reached full complement there?
8: Yes, we've been at full complement for a while. The the challenges at Hale, um, more specifically in the open pit mining uh, operation over the past year, have been rotation. Uh, we're still doing a lot of work on, you know, looking at what we need to do to bring people into the company that want to stay with the company and also working through conduct issues such as health and safety, which we hold at very high priority. So we're, we're at full complement. Um, the next steps uh, and actually through the month of May is very critical for the underground group. Uh, we have left the contract for the underground contract minor um, to be able to reduce risk on the schedule. That's looking very good, but it's indeed, we're actually going through a hiring cycle right now. It'll be a very, very busy month in May and into June. Uh,
7: Great, thanks for that, Jim. And then um, Michael, maybe just one uh, follow-up question on the Dipio, kind of a a, a add-on to, I think, Ovace's original question. Um, It sounded, or I guess when I read the release, uh, and just hearing your presentation, uh, it sounded to me that you're a little more upbeat or maybe even a little more certain about uh, the outcome at DiDipio. Uh, am I just reading and, and hearing things that I want to read and here or is there something you can tell us about how things have gone? I mean, it sounds like the Department of Finance has, has signed off. Um, you know, what, can you give us some color into kind of what the discussions have been with the DENR and what they're telling you in terms of you know their um willingness to sign off uh you know imminently
8: yeah
2: for, i think um i think there's been a couple of changes within the the, the country that that um we're seeing and uh, the announcement of the president with regards to sort of mining uh within the uh the mining industry within the within the philippines and the uh the opportunity they've got of, uh, of you know advancing that for a, uh, a COVID-19 recovery, uh, and so there's been um, some announcements from from the president with regards to the open pit bans and uh, the EO-79, order 79, and, Water 79. Um, and there's there's uh, um, and 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 I think that's a that's an important um, important um, view for for the country. Of the country and that I mean the Department of Finance and I think quite a few of the other departments the DNR have been working with uh, with the different uh, the different departments to sort of move that forward. I think, uh, I think from our point of view when you look at the technical working group uh, it was made up of the different departments um, and they're all sort of quite happy with what we've done with the renewal and it's just a matter of now just going through the process of sign-off um, and so as we've been going through the process of sign-off we've sort of uh, has seen that you know the the Department of um, the Mines and Sciences Bureau um, director has come out with some some positive sort of statements within the Philippines press, uh, as well as the uh, as well as the, the direction of the president with regards to mining uh, industry within the country. So so look again um, we don't have a, a, a clarity on the the time frame for us is uh, is something that that we've never had. Um, and that's That's been one of the most frustrating things uh that we're we're still dealing with, um, um, but we believe sort of you know we've done and the technical working group with us have have done what we've done, and it's now just sort of you know to the signature point
3: for the Department of environmental natural resources before it then goes to the office of the president okay, okay, thanks for that um thanks guys these are these are helpful answers. I appreciate it.
1: thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, as stated, if you do have any questions, please press star one at this time. And currently we have no further questions registered. Please proceed.
0: Thank you, operator. We do have a handful of questions that have been submitted online. We'll start with the first question for our management team. Uh, question one Will the pre sold ounces from last year be accounted for in the second quarter of 2021 at 1925 per ounce or thereabouts?
3: Thanks, Alyssa. I'll take that one.
4: Yes, they will. Um, the pre sold ounces were the cash was received, the revenue was put on the balance sheet that unwinds through the P&L as revenue
3: at about at $1,920 as we develop, deliver those answers across a few months.
5: Okay,
0: thank you, Scott. Uh, second question, at what share price would you look at doing buybacks?
2: Yeah, look, thanks, Lisa. I, I think, um I think at the moment, we're sort of focused on our organic growth, and so the free cash that we've got and the balance sheet and the way we've set it up the business through last year and beginning of this year uh, is all going back into the organic growth, which we see as the long-term value for uh, for shareholders. I think uh, the question, um, you know, when uh, the DPO comes back online uh, and we do get that free cash flow generation, it's just, uh, it's it's how we then sort of utilise the, uh, the cash
3: flow from that, uh, and what's the best way of doing that? And we will uh, we'll review that once, uh, once the DPO comes back online.
0: Thank you, Michael. The third question, turning to the Assuming you get the FTAA renewed, you won't have any production for up to 12 months. Is that correct?
3: Yeah,
2: thanks, Lisa. No, that is not correct. Um, so, the DPO, uh, we've still got. Uh, Concentrate uh, currently on the ground, so we'll be trucking the concentrate out. Uh, total value of that's around 50 to 55 million dollars worth of concentrate on the ground, uh, and we'll get sort of payment for that within up to six six weeks. About 90% payment of that in uh, in the first six weeks, and then the the remainder will come as we uh, as we finalize the assays. Uh, it'll take uh, a period of sort of two to three months to get the processing plant. Um, and, and the people um, in, uh, re-employed and, uh, and trained back up here get the processing plant back up and running. Uh, and we will then be utilising the, um, the stockpile, the 90 million tonnes of uh, ore of stockpile we have to start feeding that process plant. Uh, and that will then assist with the, uh, the delivery of tailings for the pasteur plant. Um, but we'll be supplementing um, that as we sort of ramp up. What we're saying when we're up to 12, Production for up to twelve months. That's production at the full rate, um, and so we were actually ramping up production to one point six million tonnes. So it'll take us about twelve months to get back up to that full um, production rate of one point six million tonnes from underground, uh, and of course that uh, that that gets supplemented through the process plant where we mill about three point eight million tonnes. So there's another. 2.1, 2.2 million tons that comes from the stockpiles that get put in there. So, so initially it'll be processing the low-grade stockpiles, and
3: then we'll we'll continue to feed the underground ore as we ramp up the underground to the 1.6 million tons, which will take up to 12 months.
0: Great, thank you, Michael. Our final question of the day is: What is your working capital cost with Didipio's startup?
5: Um, that, that's,
3: um, it, it's uh, basically the ZPO the was, was
2: cleared out from underground and, uh, and so the startup costs aren't that great. Uh, the working capital should be around that three to five million dollars um, for the startup. It's more about the employment of the people and, and the training of the people. Um, we'll have the uh, we'll have the, the concentrate, as I said, that'll be sold within the six weeks. We'll move that offsite and sell that, so that should be, you know, positive uh, cash of around about
3: fifty to fifty-five million dollars. And then as we ramp up the uh, the um, the process plan and then get the the operation into uh, full production.
0: Okay, thank you, Michael. And I was mistaken. We have um, one more question. And that is, can certain capital expenditures be delayed or deferred if liquidity declines? And if so, at what gold price will you consider deferments? I'll
5: take that one if you like, Michael. Thank you. Thinking about that. Yeah,
3: got
4: the organic growth projects, uh, can be deferred, uh, but our priority is to deliver on the optimal timelines. And that's the way we set up our, our balance sheet with that intent. Um, 2021 is our peak capital investment period. And when we set our plans in, in 2020, was, was at a record high gold environment with a, with a very bullish outlook on mine. But that said, our plans uh, for this year uh, were set at gold prices. Uh, we started the year with 205 million or so in liquidity. Uh, and, and we set up our balance sheet expecting this year, uh, expecting softer gold prices. Um, and you know, at current prices, that that drawdown could be circa 20, 125 million. But we're still in a good position. And gold prices 100 dollars either way uh, is about 30 million, and uh, we have levers in our control that before we would look at in the timing of those projects in terms of uh, additional you know, short-term cash flow through prepayments or additional and debt options etc. So we've got options on the table um, and we're well positioned to manage should, should the gold price drop but yeah that's average 1793 for the first five months and um, we continue to monitor that
3: closely. The uh, priority is to deliver those growth projects on the optimal time.
5: Thank You Scott.
0: That is our final question of the day. And concludes our webcast and conference call. Um, A replay will be available on our website later today. And on behalf of Michael Scott and the rest of the team, thank you for joining us. Bye for now.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed conclude your webcast and conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending. And at this time, we do ask that you please disconnect your
7: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.